This morning we have uh, two short readings from Matthew's Gospel. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven. At that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to them and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. The little children and Jesus. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. This is the word of the Lord. Morning, everybody. Sounds like the thing's working, so that's a good start. Well, congratulations uh, to both sets of, uh, of parents on the births of uh, Ewan and, and Faye. Um, my name's Dr. David Horn. I'm, I'm a sort of medic at the local surgery, so a few uh, people may just about recognise my face. You may not. There are a few patients at the surgery, and you're thinking, he looks familiar, that's why. And I'm a member of the congregation. Well, if I'm going to tell you seven facts about children that you may not know. Uh, first of all, um, babies are born with one to two trillion cells. Actually, born with one to two trillion cells. And that becomes about 20 trillion by the time you're an adult. Secondly, a three-year-old boy's voice is louder than 200 adults in a crowded restaurant. (laughs) If you're a teacher, you probably guessed that. Babies usually smile at around the the first smile around six weeks. But anybody guess when they laugh their first laugh on average? Four to five months. Four to five months. Fact four. On average, a four-year-old child asks 437 questions a day. (laughs) And I've no idea who sat down and counted that, but, uh, but obviously somebody has. So fact five, interesting one, from around 28 weeks of pregnancy, your baby can smell the same food that you're tasting. And it's thought that the amniotic fluid that sort of bathes the baby actually enhances that sense of smell. So beware that chicken vindaloo that you're wanting to eat. Fact six, an average baby triples his birth weight by his or her first birthday. And if your baby was... uh, a, an eight-pounder and around 20 inches, then if they carried on adding an inch to an inch and a half in height every month, they'd be 25 feet tall when they were adults. <laughs> and lastly, around 18 months, uh, toddler's vocabulary begins to absolutely explode. So they add words at the astonishing rate of one or two every, uh, sorry, one every two waking hours. So, hands up, who loves children? (laughs) 
Who loves them when they're screaming? Don't come to the surgery on a Thursday afternoon if you can possibly help it, because that's baby vaccine afternoon. So from our passages this morning, it's very clear that Jesus has a lot of time for children. First of all, he makes one an object lesson for his squabbling disciples. Then in the second reading, he happily accedes to parental requests to bless their, their children and gives his disciples a bit of a telling off when they try to get in the way. Now, if that sounds a bit like a traditional Sunday school um, story, then um, you're excused. But actually, if we look closer, that the closer we look, the more puzzling it actually gets. So, for example, this. Truly, I tell you, unless you be changed and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Change. In what way? How? Therefore, whoever takes the, the lowly position of this child, Jesus says, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Well, that doesn't work for your average politician, really, does it? So it gets me asking questions. So are children so very different from adults? What is it that children have got that, that adults don't? And what's the difference between being childlike and childish because nobody really wants to be childish do they really um i mean how would you want to be utterly self-focused as children can be petty demanding the center of our own tiny universe well of course not is jesus encouraging people just to kind of leave their brains behind and just become completely um gullible and believe everything that they're told well, I would suggest that he's not saying that either, because I think those, both of those fall under the category of childish rather than childlike. So given the seriousness that Jesus actually seems to give this whole business, um, then we'd best work it out, hadn't we? So I'm going to put one, two things to you under the childlike category that we may learn from. So first of all, Small children are never really preoccupied with status. They learn, they learn fast, but when they're very small, uh, they just don't have that much self-awareness. And um, they're not very interested in how they look in the eyes of others because they're not aware of it. And, but as we grow older, we become very conditioned by what our friends, our family, our colleagues might think if we say that or, you know, or regardless if we take some other course of action. And nowhere is this truer, I would suggest, than in the field of faith. Because there are many of us have a kind of a nagging, there must be something more, hunger. And it goes unanswered and suppressed for fear of the sneers of others. And it's something that we need to lose because it's a barrier. And another childlike characteristic, I think, is that children are not critical, sceptical, bitter, cynical beings. They learn that. Uh, you, can you just put the slide up for me? Now, you don't see many babies looking like this, but right now I do know a few adults who are thinking pretty much that. So why do we get like that? Why do we get like that? Is it because we expect too much 
Well, partly, I would think. But very often it's simply because as life proceeds, we get hurt, bruised and damaged and a bit cut up. So somewhere in life, family will let us down. Friends will betray us. Maybe church will let us down and perhaps has in the past and God got the blame. And we become cynical as a self-protective mechanism because we don't want to risk being hurt. Isn't that true? So we try to put a barrier up. Uh, Very quickly, that barrier uh, we put up to protect us actually stops us from getting to other things that were helpful or other people from getting to us. And Jesus challenges us in this passage to lift the portcullis, lower the drawbridge, and let him across. And there are many people in this church who have found that actually that is such a valuable thing to do. I am not standing before you because my parents were Christians. They weren't. Um, not certainly not when I was uh, as young as, as Faye and Ewan. Um, so, and I'm here, as are many, because we've discovered that if you do lower the drawbridge, that actually you really can find something that's incredibly valuable. You can find forgiveness. Just as a kind of not too subtle link to Palm Sunday, Jesus was also betrayed. Everybody thinks about Judas's betrayal with a kiss and all the rest of that, and you probably know that story. But he was betrayed on Palm Week as well, the Holy Week, because he went in and he got the red carpet treatment. That was what the palm branches were for. They weren't to fan him, they were to spread down in front of the path. And as he went, rode across those on a donkey, fulfilling a prophecy, he went in the East Gate, fulfilling another Old Testament prophecy. And the crowds were crying, Hosanna, save, because they wanted him to save them from the Romans. And next to the temple, there was a fortress overlooking it, the Antonia Fortress. And as Jesus went in the east gate, they were all hoping that he would go right north to the Antonia Fortress, but he didn't. He turned left to the temple because he is the Prince of Peace, and he, wherever he goes, peace is the result where he really goes. Now, if that all sounds a little bit scary in one go, well, why not check things out from a safe distance? Put yourself into an Alpha course or something like that here at St. Matthew's. Uh, the details are always on the website, so go and take a look. But don't ignore that little hunger that you've been putting off. And lastly, just congratulations once again. In the, uh, your booklet, it said short talk, so I'm going to leave it there. Thank you.